Hello, and welcome to episode six of this year's Foot Features podcast series. Once more, I'm head of middle school, John Turner, and I'm excited for our conversation today as I'm sitting here with four of our awesome sixth grade students, Max, Nora, Asher, and Danny, who are passing up a little sunshine this afternoon to talk about their experiences in preparing and presenting last week's Festival of the World. For those who could appreciate a little background, the sixth grade year at Foot, and especially humanities class, has a broad theme of journeys and also a focus on understanding the countries and cultures of the world. The learning starts quickly when on the second day of school in September, each sixth grader is blindfolded and puts his or her finger on a spinning globe, revealing the country that each one will study for the year. After several months and many learning opportunities, the students present all they've come to know at the Festival of the World. This year's festival was held this past Thursday, and just as these students are in the afterglow of their work, I'm excited to have them here today. I'd like to start with uh, that first experience you have with the, with the festival and your study of each country when you spin the globe and learn what country you'll be studying. Can I ask if you, each of you just to share uh, what you thought about when you selected your country and if you knew anything about it before you started? When I got my country, I was very like taken aback because I didn't even know Sri Lanka existed before my finger landed on it. And what was funny is that my whole finger covered the entire country. So at first we thought I got India or I, I would have to spin again because I was in water. But I actually just got Sri Lanka, which was a country that I knew nothing about. Well, for me, um, I actually, I kind of didn't know Papua New Guinea existed. But I, I like knew there was a country there, but I didn't know what it was called. And I, I wasn't disappointed, but I just didn't know like, anything about it, so I was kind of curious to see of what I could learn about my country. So at first I wanted Japan, and then when I heard that somebody else got Japan, I just thought, there's no hope for this year, this is just going to be another boring year. And then I decided, well, why does it matter what country I get? So I swung, and I landed on Cuba. I didn't really know anything about Cuba, and I was just thinking, Cuba? What's in Cuba? <laughs> and um, so it's been really interesting to learn about this country that I had no idea existed. So I studied Honduras and I kind of just, I saw Honduras a lot on the news like about immigration and it was all like negative stuff mostly. So I, it was just kind of like, I didn't really care which country I got. I wanted like a tropical country so I didn't really know what Honduras was about, so I kind of just like went with the flow. So it's interesting to hear you, uh, Sri Lanka, Papua New Guinea, and Cuba, and Honduras, countries that are relatively small and certainly ones that aren't deeply known to, to many of us. Can I ask you just to each share perhaps one thing that really stood out for you that you learned that you were like, wow, like this is interesting. I learned that um, there are 841 different languages spoken in Papua New Guinea, but 47 of them are actually dying because um, a lot of them are like um, tribes from like a long time ago that ju that like not many people speak anymore. So. When I first got Sri Lanka, after I learned maybe two things about it, the first thing I learned was that it's close to India. So I just assumed that it was a smaller version of India, when it in fact is definitely not. There are so many different things in Sri Lanka, which I find really interesting because they're only 30 miles away, but there's so many differences that no one would really expect. Cuba was funded and supported by the Soviet Union. So when the Soviet Union fell, 
it went back to becoming a developing country, which is why all their cars are vintage and old. And um, it actually surprised me that they were a developing country and they had the best education system in Latin America. Um, and I was really surprised in, because in 1967, Fidel Castro launched the Cuban literacy campaign. And they, on uh, the same year, in, on December 22nd, they achieved a 100% literacy rate. So last Thursday brought it all to a conclusion, uh, to a big presentation, to a big crescendo as well. And I wonder if you could just talk about what was it like um, to those last couple of days of preparation and to really prepare it, to really show it to the members of our community and also to family and friends. Well, I was um, really excited to perform for them. And, and I was also nervous, but I was relieved that it was the day that like it was all going to come up come around to an end and like we could just have fun like sharing our information about our country. I didn't really know what to expect because it was like of course it was like all of our first times doing it so it was just really nerve-wracking and I was still excited but yeah like Max said it kind of like was exciting just for it to all come to like an end and just know that after that we'd kind of be done. I thought it was really fun, really nerve-wracking, and really interesting because none of us had seen any other countries or boards or models. We just only knew our own. So it was really fun to go around to other people's countries and see what they had come up with. And also, it was very nice that so many people were so enthusiastic about all the work that we had done. So when we first started the performance, I was really nervous, but then after the first few songs, I started getting really into it. And then when it ended, I just thought, that's it, nothing more. And it made me think of like all that we've done this year. And it makes me sad to think that we're going to have to end it. So one of the great things about that uh, presentation uh, that we saw, that our lower school saw Thursday afternoon, that our parents, that your parents saw on Thursday evening, was the performance of music and dance from around the world that you've been learning in your various classes interspersed with some uh, public speaking and some commentary on, on the state of the world in many different ways. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, the dancing and the music and what was really fun to perform, maybe what was challenging to learn? Um, one of our pieces, A Papa, was actually really hard to learn because we, we, we had these sticks and we would um, flip them in the chorus of the song and it, it was hard to catch it every time and actually in the performance I didn't catch it a couple times but no one could notice because there's actually a lot of there's a lot of people doing it. Apopa for me it was like easier for us because we had like practiced a lot and then we were like we actually did a really good job on that I'm, I was actually kind of surprised because like when we were practicing we always like didn't catch it or something like that. So. Probably the most fun was um, tinnacling, which is the dance where there's the two big poles and we they try to catch our feet in the or they don't try but like but like we dance in the poles and we go on rhythm and it's actually really fun to perform. It was kind of difficult for us because we had three people dancing at the same time 
and we um, had just gotten our groups like that week and we had to add a third person because there was like some like miscommunication in like the groups or something. So it was actually really hard and the people doing the polls, they were like going out when everyone else was going in. So it was kind of like hard to do that. Um, but what would each of you say um, perhaps was the most challenging part of the learning experience from the beginning to the end? What really took a lot of effort um, to sort of learn and sort of bring it forward in your uh, presentation? The whole project was actually was very difficult, but it was also very interesting. But I feel for me, the hardest one, we had to write a paper on on someone who is important from our country. And Papua New Guinea, I chose... Um, one of their f prime ministers, like one of their first prime ministers from when they gained independence. And um, it was very hard to find information about him, but it actually turned out to be a fun project. Everyone had to do this, so it's not very specific to our country, but we had to make an, a map of the entire world. And that was definitely the most challenging part for me because you had to draw it by hand, you had to paint it, you had to color it, you had to label everything. It was just really difficult to do. Asher, I, just, uh, I have a fairly fair sense that you traveled to Cuba this, this year and, and somewhat relation to that he was really invited to come. Can you talk a little bit about that? Before spring break, um, my dad, he works at Macmillan Center for International Affairs and he was invited to come along with the Latin America program to Cuba. And when I heard this, I just thought it was a very lucky coincidence. And from my eyes, I thought it was a very tropical place and filled with culture. But when, I, when we went, it was much different. It was all, and actually, before we went, many people had traveled to Cuba before us, told us things like the food was bad or the people are dangerous. And then when we went, every, everybody was the opposite. The food was absolutely delicious. The people were really welcoming, and it really changed my mind and showed me how people stereotype countries and how these countries aren't actually what they seem to be. So, Nora, I want to ask you, uh, I know that you were studying Sri Lanka and over the course of this year, and you really came to know this country, and it must have been something to hear one particular day, one weekend, that there had been some bombings in that country. And I know that we also often talk about the importance of our learning being authentic and relevant, and that wasn't certainly uh, something you were you know, glad to hear about, but at the same time, it's, it's the real world, and, and it kind of brought um, that country's challenges to focus for you in probably a very unique way. I wonder if you can talk about sort of what that was like to be studying a country that was going through a difficult time. For me, when I first heard the news, I was devastated, and I read all the articles, and I tried to learn as much as I could about it. But really, when I actually understood what was going on was when I interviewed my person, and he, I, I ended up asking him a question about the bombing, and he said he had stayed in the hotel that got bombed a few weeks before it got bombed, and that he had, he had been there a while ago. And then he also talked about 
the political side of everything. And that just brought on a complete new light for me. And I really understood what was going on after I heard it from him. So as we wrap up here, um, we think about how, um, you know, how we learn and the importance of what we learn. I wonder how the Festival of the World has helped you better appreciate m the many countries and cultures that make up our planet. So this project has really opened my eyes to the world. I've had experience with other countries, but this showed me many different countries that I barely even knew existed. I learned a lot about how different the countries are and how similar they are, and that actually inspired me to be a cultural anthropologist after all that we've done this year. For me, it's really helped me appreciate all the smaller countries, because before I only really thought about the bigger ones, but as I looked deeper into Sri Lanka, I realized how beautiful those countries are in comparison to the new ones. And yesterday, I thought of a metaphor like that. So if you take a huge painting and you just include all the big things like the people with no faces or something like that, and then all the little countries are all the faces and all the little details that just make the painting so much better as a whole. Foot Podcast are a production of the Foot School, an independent school for grades K through nine located in New Haven, Connecticut. Visit us online at footschool.org.